Praise God. Somebody who is blessed this morning, I want you to put your hands together and celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you to lift your right hand up with me and say, Nigeria, you are blessed. Nigeria, you are prosperous. Say, Nigeria, you are safe. Nigeria, you are, you, you are fruitful. Nigeria, you fulfill your potentials. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, we have a video, right? Uh, I would love for us to pray for Nigeria before we get into the world this morning. And for everyone joining us from far and near, you know it's our independent anniversary on Friday as a nation. And we love Nigeria. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I love Nigeria. And we love Nigeria as a church. And today, uh, we know that many people around our nation feel that there's, there's nothing to celebrate, but we believe that there's a lot to celebrate. Uh, we celebrate today uh, because uh, against all odds, uh, we, uh, we, we, we are here alive and well. We still have a nation that we can call our own. Uh, we know that many people in the uh, internally displaced persons camp, but uh, a lot of Nigerians are still in their homes and uh, they're still able to do their businesses, they're still able to go to school, they're still able uh, to come to church this morning, uh, they're able to join us online. We're grateful, we're grateful. Um, a lot is not the way they're supposed to be, but there's a lot that are also still in place. And when we celebrate God for what he's doing, we see his hand in a greater dimension. How many people believe that this morning? Glory to Jesus. And we believe that what the enemy is against is to, the togetherness of Nigeria, which is the strength of our nation. And we believe that our God has a plan for this country. Our God has a very strategic plan for this country, and that's where, uh, why the enemy has been very jittery. Anyhow it goes, the will of the Lord, it shall stand over this nation. Can I hear a better amen? amen. I said the will of the Lord shall stand over this nation amen. in the precious name of Jesus. Let's roll that video and then we're going to pray. I think about this sometimes. Egusi vegetable, palm oil, and a careless sprinkle of anopo are individually unique. But when you put them together, they become a very tasty pot of a goosey soup. He even roasted commas shoes to cooperate with pia or coconuts to mix hands. If there were no tire companies or steel for wheels, even the finest cars, with all the beauty and glamour, will not move. In spite of our personal perceptions, backgrounds, heritage, ethnicity, and religion, we have the potential to be a unique, strong family. Yes, we disagree now and then, but this shouldn't mean that we become enemies. I can't even remember when honey was ever made with one bee and a hive. Indeed, no one can whistle a symphony. It takes a whole orchestra please we must always remember that our uniqueness and diversity is what makes us special we are among the smartest and most hard-working of the people of the earth and our resilience in the face of obvious odds 
It's incomparable. We can and must be the fulfillment of each other's promises. Our hope, after all, is in each other. A single thread of hope is a powerful thing. And we have threads of hope everywhere we look. In our music, movies, and entertainment. In our fashion, and in the scholarly excellence we consistently showcase in the most prestigious academic institutions. In the political acumen we demonstrate in our political systems across the world. In the sporty fates of our men and women across international arenas. In our ability to soften the harsh realities we face with good humor and in our faith in the almighty God. Let's reawaken this sleeping, somewhat distracted giant of Africa and take our place as leaders and champions wherever we are found. Standing side by side, winning. The division of tribe, tongue, and faith must become the very basis of our collective strength. United we stand. We are stronger together. Hallelujah. Can you rise up on your feet just one more time this morning? Let me tell your neighbor, say, we're stronger together. Say it again, say, we're stronger together. This morning, just for a couple of minutes, we're going to pray from Isaiah chapter 60 uh, from verse 15. Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 15. Can you put that up for me, please? Isaiah 60 and verse 15. If you can put it up from the New International Version, NIV, I will appreciate that. It says, although you have been forsaken and hated with no one traveling through, I will make you the everlasting pride and the joy of all generation. It says, you will drink the milk of nations and be nursed at royal breast. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your savior, your redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob, and instead of bronze, I will give you gold, and silver in the place of iron, instead of wood, I will bring you bronze, and iron in the place of stone, said I will make peace your governor, and well-being your ruler, no longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin and destruction within your borders. But you, you will call your walls salvation and your gates praise. So this morning we declare the walls of Nigeria is called salvation. The gates of our nations and cities praise. Says the sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you, for the Lord will be your everlasting light. And so we declare this morning that the Lord is the light of Nigeria. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Says your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set again. So we declare as a people this morning that the sun will no longer set on Nigeria. And he said your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light. And your days of sorrow will end. Everyone online, everyone in in-person gathering, lift your two hands to Jesus this morning 
and just begin to declare as we leave that scripture on the screen every word of that scripture that you can remember I want you to just declare it over our nation and wherever nation you are watching from this morning whether you are in Nigeria or not we ask for you to pray for our nation we ask for you to join us as we lift up our voices for our nation this morning we declare the word of the Lord over Nigeria uh, that uh, our walls will be called salvation our gates will be called praise in the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare that violence and destruction will no longer be heard within our borders. In the name of Jesus, the Lord himself shall be the light of our nation. In the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, we speak grace, grace, grace over the seat of power in this nation. We speak grace over our economy. We speak grace over our politics. In the name of the Lord Jesus, and we declare that Nigeria, you are free. Nigeria, you are truly independent. Nigeria, you are free to fulfill your potentials. In the name of Jesus, we call Nigeria a nation where every citizen is empowered to prosper. In the name of Jesus, we declare that every citizen of Nigeria, wherever they are in the face of the world, they are empowered for greatness. Ah, in the name of Jesus, the light of God will shine through all Nigerians. Our name as a nation, our brand as a nation is changed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Nigeria, you are known for good. You are known for contribution. You are known for impact. Ah, you are a blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Lastly, this morning, before we take our seats, I just want us to pray one more prayer, and that is for the church of the living God in Nigeria. You know what the scripture says? If my people who are called by my name, you know, a lot of the time we blame the government, we blame politicians, we blame people in corporate Nigeria who are, you know, falsifying books and doing all kinds of things and just building empires for themselves but sometimes God is not so bothered about them but when we as believers choose to build empires for ourselves when the church is distracted instead of being a movement when we become a monument when the church is self-conceited when the leaders of the church are culpable in the destruction of a nation when Christians don't take their stand, God said, leave all the other people. But if my own people, who are called by my name, my people, God said, I choose to focus on my own people, who are called by my name. He said, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, but I will do more than that. I will heal their land. The healing of a nation is premised on the behavior of God's people, first and foremost. Before he looks at your leaders, before he looks at people in corporate world, before he looks at civil servants who are misbehaving, he wants to look at his own people. And he said, if my people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves, leave all the other people. But if you and I will humble ourselves, <laughs> if you and I will repent, if we, you and I will not be, you know, will not accompany other people to do things that will bring the nation down. If you and I will speak peace over our nation. If you and I will speak unity 
and prosperity over our nation. He said, I will heal your land. Will you lift your two hands to Jesus this morning and say, Father, I use myself as a point of contact to the church of the living God in Nigeria, the body of believers, the called out ones. And this morning, we repent, we humble ourselves before you. And we ask, Father, have mercy, 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 have mercy over your church in Nigeria. Have mercy over our nation. Have mercy over our nation. Have mercy, have mercy. And heal this land, Father. Heal this land, Father. Everyone joining online, I wanted to say the same prayer this morning. Don't let this be about you. Don't let this be about the blessing that you are expecting from God. For once, let it be about the agenda of God coming to pass over a nation that is very strategic to his plans. Lord, we pray that you have mercy on us this morning and that you forgive our sins and that you heal our land. Let every voice that is rising in judgment over Nigeria be condemned in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, as your church today, we stand proxy for the body of believers in this nation. And we ask, Father, for fresh grace to walk with you, that your mercy may be procured over our nation. We thank you for strength for every believer. We are the church. As we move around this nation this week and this new month, as we celebrate our nation, we ask that you bring back to our consciousness our responsibility in nation building. And as priests over this land, cause us to say the right things over Nigeria, cause us to do the right things when you depend on us. We thank you, everlasting Father. And we bless your holy name. In Jesus' precious name. Somebody say a better amen. amen. Come on, somebody, put your hands together all over this place. You may please take your seat right here. Everyone joining us from all around the world, from homes, from, you know, from the city of Lagos, from all around Nigeria and different parts of the world. Again, I want to welcome you to this uh, very special National Day service. Uh, uh, where we're just celebrating our nation, the diversity of our nation, and uh, whether you are a Nigerian or not, we welcome you to this service. And we're starting a new series of teachings today also uh, that we've called Journey to Greatness. Journey to Greatness. Journey to Greatness. What a good time to start a new teaching series, uh, Journey to Greatness. We are not only celebrating the independent anniversary of our nation, Nigeria, we are also celebrating this week, uh, the 11th anniversary of the Elevation Church. Praise God. And I remember a Sunday like this, 11 years ago, on the 3rd of October, uh, where, oh, I didn't remember, I brought this, the, the picture, we'll show it next Sunday, where I was being prayed for on the 3rd of October, uh, uh, I think it was in the second service or so, at Daystar Christian Center, where my pastors laid hands on me, and uh, uh, my wife and I were released officially uh, to, to plant the Elevation Church. Uh, and the following Sunday, which happened to be the 10th of October uh, uh, 2010, which we call 10 10 10, uh, we started the Elevation Church uh, officially uh, in our first in person public service. Uh, today, 
is 10th of October, I mean, sorry, 3rd of October, uh, 2021, exactly 11 years after. And I can tell you very clearly uh, that God has been faithful. We've seen the end of God in full manifestation over the call that he has placed upon our lives. And today, uh, I'm grateful. We're going to do more of this next Sunday, so I don't want to be distracted. But, you know, these things can be emotional. Uh, So I'm trying to drag myself away from it, but memories are coming. Yeah. Uh, Today, I'm grateful that every pronouncement made over us has come to pass. Yeah. I'm grateful that the people who chose to go on that journey with us have not had any regrets. I'm grateful that the vision that God gave us, as uh, 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 God has helped us to steward it well to represent what he had in mind. I'm grateful that this church has not become a monument. It's become a movement. Glory be to Jesus. I said glory be to Jesus. And I'm grateful for the many lives that have been touched, blessed, and transformed Uh, Many people who have found direction, who have found clarity, who have found peace. Many families, many young people in this last 11 years, there were kids in our teens church, in our junior church 11 years ago, who who are now full adults, you know, doing stuff all all around the world. And I meet some of them in some places. Oh, I I was in teens church uh, in 2012, you know, and now full adults running their own lives and standing strong in the faith. Yeah. Even in the world that is rapidly changing. People are losing their sense of identity. That's what we celebrate this week. Uh, so I want to encourage everyone here, everyone online, please join us from tomorrow morning as we start the celebration. Uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, worshiping God and praying together every day. Ignite Plus, we call it. Uh, ignites our morning prayer meeting, but this time around, we're, we're embellishing it with worship and, uh, and prayer, 6 a.m. Uh, to 7 a.m. Uh, West African time. Uh, we, we, we're going to do that on, on Zoom, on Facebook, you know, on, on, on different platforms, on MixLR. I want you to join us every morning, and um, uh, on Wednesday, uh, we're going to be here to celebrate the vision and pray together and, and take the communion together I also want you to join us, you know, if you're online, join us online. You can come into in-person graduate. It's going to be a special midweek event. I will be here uh, to, to, to be a blessing and, you know, to, to share uh, more experiences, to speak to the vision of God in your heart and to speak to destinies to arise. Glory be to Jesus. So you want to join on Wednesday, uh, you know, at the communion service, promises to be powerful. And on Saturday, uh, G-Squad, you know, our, our volunteers and, and leaders, we're going to, in each expression, come together and uh, have our, 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 you know, anniversary party in all of our expressions. It's going to be a special uh, G-Squad gathering this Saturday uh, across all of our expressions. Praise God. I said praise God. As we start this new series, Journey to Greatness. We're going to be examining the things that God has in mind when it comes to fulfilling the greatness mandate that is upon our lives. And this first teaching series, I mean, teaching uh, this morning, I've titled it, Unleash the Power. Unleash the Power. Unleash the Power. 
And somebody may be asking, what power are we unleashing? I'm talking about the power that God has invested in the local church. Many believers are running on their journey of destiny and they are running on empty. Many believers, you know, unlike Moses, when God called Moses and said, you know, take this, these people to their promised land, one of the things Moses said is, if your presence will not go with us, don't carry us, you know, there. A lot of people know principles, but they, they neglect the principle. You know, it's possible uh, for you to have a kingdom without a king. Yeah. And some, sometimes, some people go for the king without a kingdom. <laughs> Whichever way it goes, uh, there's, 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 there's a gap. And that's what we're speaking to, uh, that it's time for you to position yourself to unleash the, king, the power of the kingdom of God over your life. A lot of times, people are more fixated on the powers of the kingdom of darkness. And then uh, we don't know that we're sucking ourselves in as we allow that to be pervasive on our mind rather than focusing on the power that's available in the kingdom of God, the blessing of God that's available in his kingdom. We have a mandate as a church to make greatness come on. That's the mission that God gave our church. And uh, when we talk about greatness, we're not only talking about uh, how much you have in your bank account or your pedigree at work or the business that you have built, how many houses you have in Lagos or all around the world. We're talking about all that and much more. And when I say much more, we're talking about how you fulfill the mandate of God, the call of God upon your life. There's no greatness without purpose. Anything that runs short of the full deployment of purpose cannot be called great. If you have the best car in the world and it's supposed to be for mobility and it cannot move, it will be a, at best a monument. Yeah, because it cannot move. And many people are celebrating, you know, that which does not bring glory to, 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 to the fulfillment of his purpose that does not lend itself to the fulfillment of purpose, but we're celebrating just mere beauty. We're celebrating mere accolades, and sometimes uh, it's accolades in the wrong direction. When God called uh, the, uh, uh, our father of faith, Abraham, in Genesis chapter 12, he was very specific about his call upon his life and how Abraham is going to just go on this journey of greatness. It says, come out of your people, out of your kindred, to the place that I will show you, verse 1 of Genesis chapter 12, and verse 2 says, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And then he, 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 he pronounced another blessing, said, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The ultimate greatness, the ultimate blessing is what you see in the B part of verse 3 of Genesis chapter 12. In you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. It's not enough, like we say here, to be blessed it's much more, than, I mean, much more necessary to be a blessing because that is the real blessing. 
when you are a blessing. As a church, we have the mandate of God to take people on the journey to greatness, to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Yeah. To know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose, and make a difference. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. And that's why we believe that there's a power in the local church that we can take people into the full fulfillment of what God has in mind for them. Now, with all that's going on in our world today, and with the advent of the COVID-19 pandemic, many people, believers especially, have come to terms, you know, with this idea of just believing. <laughs> I read a thesis many years ago, uh, written, I think, in, is it 1990 or 91, by a lady called Grace Davy, a uh, British lady, which was titled, Believing Without Belonging. And, you know, in this thesis, she, 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 uh, she, she made reference to many things happening in Great Britain and the fact that many people have a spiritual heritage within their family that lends them to wanting to believe. So you see many people who say, I serve God in my heart or I've chosen to know God for myself. Isn't that becoming common in our own nation today? Yeah. But the, the thesis was f about believing without belonging was first written in the early 90s. <laughs> That's uh, over 30, uh, about 30 years ago now. Yeah. But it's becoming more pervasive even in our climb where we have been adjudged to be religious. So we believe and we belong. But now it's becoming more pervasive that you have many more people who believe but they don't belong. How do I mean? People who say, I'm a Christian. But they, they, they can't even, you know, suck up the courage to show up in the garden of God's people. And many people who summon the courage to show up in the garden of God's people, but rather than being counted as a vital part, they become just mere data. Yeah. Just, 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 they're just okay with, <laughs> with, with involvement, but there's nothing about commitment. You know, they're two different things. I think I'm saying too many <laughs> things this morning uh, so fast. You know, it's possible to be involved and not be committed. It is the bane of many marriages. Involvement. Involvement. It's not enough to be involved. God wants commitment. We say in the story of bacon and egg, the end was involved. Just like, just pull the egg. And move on. You took something from her, but you didn't take her life. But for you to have bacon to eat, you have to slaughter the pig and take the meat. I, I, do you understand what I'm saying? And slice it and prepare it. Then you have bacon. Then you can have English breakfast. <laughs> How somebody's following me this morning? Yeah. So in the story of bacon and egg, the end was involved. The pig was committed. In the story of redemption, Jesus was not just involved, he was committed. Glory be to Jesus. And if we're going to be Christians, 
and cross-like, God is not calling us to involvement, he's calling us to commitment. We call it sacrifice. So we cannot afford to believe without belonging. And our belonging is not just involvement, not mere involvement, but commitment. Is anybody in here today? Is somebody still online? Can you see after me, say, I'm not just going to belong. I'm going to be committed. Say, for me, believing is not enough. Say it again. Say, believing is not enough. Many people in your office, many people within your family, and I'm going to get into it in a bit. Some people have many reasons why they no longer believe in the church. Just like many people have many reasons why they don't believe in their nation. Because their nation failed them. Because we can see the parallel between the church and the nation. Many Nigerians are checking out today because Nigeria, quote unquote, failed us. And the Jackpot syndrome, like we call it, is very pervasive right now. In the last week, Jackpot was trending on Twitter. I think that was uh, Wednesday or Thursday, and I was checking it out, you know, trending on Twitter. Thank God Twitter is now being released, something like that. I heard. Yeah, Abby? Is it real? It's not very real. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I saw the, the uh, I, you know, I was just searching stuff online and I saw trends, you know, in Nigeria. And I, I decided to, you know, to just hit on it and was showing the trend. Japa was one of them. And, so, and you know, there was a, it was a fad. And Nigerians in the diaspora, I'm sure you are hearing this, it was a fad to say, look, when you Japa, which, which means you have escaped from Nigeria, you post your picture at the, as you land at the airport. You hashtag it, Japa. And, <laughs> and then, you know, so people were doing it. And the number of pictures that were posted to show how people are japa <laughs> It was amazing. As in within one day. <laughs> and mostly young people. People going to all kinds of strange places. Yeah. Places that ordinarily we don't have any business being there. I don't want to mention so that it doesn't look like I'm <laughs> underrating some countries. <laughs> People are going everywhere. And it's the same thing with the trend. Today, you meet somebody who maybe born into a Christian family or who has been a believer, strong believer, and all that, has done stuff for God before and all that, but today it's like, they have, yeah, I didn't say it, you said it. <laughs> yeah, it's like they have jackpot, they have, they have disconnected and moved on. Many people tell you organized religion is, is just business. That's a slap on my calling. If you call this church a business, because there are many things I can do with my life, and I was doing with my life before I felt a sense of calling to do vocational ministry. Some of us are not in this as business. We know how to make money in many other ways. If, if my life is about money, I won't be here. Yeah, I won't be here. Are, are, you, are you hearing me this morning? And I have many people on my team who are doing great stuff with their lives as in, in my vocational uh, ministry team. 
And we have many people in this church who are not even in full vocational ministry. But the amount of contribution in terms of man hour and skill that they make to the progress of the kingdom of God, if this was a business, they will not put that in somebody's business for free. These are kingdom-minded people. So before you... Yeah, I'm, I'm just passionate about that this morning. So before you, you have that bare pallor talk, where people say that the church of the living God has been reduced to business, I agree maybe in certain quarters, but God still has a remnant. I said God still has a remnant. Glory be to Jesus. So it's important that we understand it, that God's divine purpose for you and I is not just to believe. James chapter 2, when you, 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 you read verse 18 and 19, he said, but some say, you have faith and I have works. Separating faith and works. He says, show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith with my works. It says you believe that there's one God. You do well. Even demons believe and they tremble. So when you stop at believing, you are just at the level of demons. <laughs> I know that sounds somehow, but please pardon me. Yeah. But James said here that it's the cheapest thing to believe. Just to believe that there's God, but is it God in your life? Is he worthy of your time, treasure, and talent? Are you ready to commit to the one that you believe? Because there's power to be unleashed in the local church and in the body of believers around the world as we push the frontiers of his kingdom. The truth is that the power of God is actually released for the pushing of the frontiers of the kingdom of God. We just find ourselves in the midst of it. And we enjoy that grace as well. But how we participate is very important. So kingdom functionality must be the priority, not an option. Yeah, must be a priority, not an option. Can you let me tell your neighbor this morning, and everyone online, say kingdom priority must be my, I mean, say kingdom functionality must be my priority. Glory be to Jesus. Am I functional in the kingdom of God? Am I reckoned with by heaven? Am I making vital contribution? Because on the journey to greatness, you have to decide whether you want to be functional, kingdom-wise, or not. It's very, very important. Let me digress a little bit and explain this a bit more, and then I'll tie everything together as a wrap-up. In Genesis chapter 4, from verse 1, you read the story of Cain and Abel, the first descendants of the first man to be created, Adam and Eve. The Bible says there, Genesis 4 and verse 1, now Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she, verse 2 says, then she bore again, this time, his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep 
But Cain was a tiller of the ground. In this, at this time, there was, quote unquote, no church. The first church was a family. That's a family. There was no organized church. There was nobody for them to evangelize to and all that. But right from then, they could not dissociate themselves from God. The Bible did not even say that God demanded sacrifice or worship from them, but they knew that there's a connection between their maker and the, 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 what, they, what they are doing with their lives. And they wanted to connect, to make that connection very vividly. So the Bible says, it came uh, in the pro process of time, verse 3, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Look at that. Yeah. To worship God. His vocation was, you know, agrarian farming. And he brought the, 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 the proceeds, the fruit of the land to God. And verse 4 says, Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fats. And the Lord respected Abel and his sacrifice, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. Look at verse, 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 uh, uh, verse 6. So, the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance falling? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. Its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Can I say something to somebody watching online today? Don't let the idea of online church remove you from serving God the way God should be served. Don't let the idea of the online church make you a non-functional path of the kingdom of God in your journey to greatness. If not, you are going to miss out on certain things. For everyone in in-person garden, I say the same thing to you. Don't let the idea of serving God the way you like, showing up when you like, doing whatever suits you, because we call that grace, don't let it rob you of what God has in mind for you as you become functional in his kingdom. Because in your functionality, lies the unleashing of God's divine power and grace and benevolence. Are you still with me today? This is the point I'm trying to make from reading the story of Cain and Abel. There's a way you can serve God. We saw the two ways there. One can be, permit the use of the word, abelic, and the other one, what? <laughs> Canaanite, if there's any word like that. You can choose how you want to be functional. Cain brought something. Just the minimum, like many people want to do the minimum today. Just be involved in the process. Abel, on the other hand, went beyond just the minimum. The Bible says that he brought the first and the best. Give me a New Living Translation of of. of, of, of uh, of verse 4 of Genesis 4. New Living Translation, quickly. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs. It's different from 
Cain brought an offering of the ground. But Cain also had some of the best things. What did he do with them? That's the question. Because you may be asking the question, why did God accept this person's sacrifice and reject this other person's sacrifice? It's the heart, the attitude. And how, whether this brings honor to God, can you say right now uh, that your, your, your involvement is pushing the frontiers of the kingdom of God or uh, uh, remaining just as involvement uh, should be good enough for God. The danger is this. The danger is this. See, the blessing of God that is the irreducible minimum that you need for your greatness journey is twofold. It's twofold. Yeah, it's twofold. One is called gifts. The other one is called reward. Gift is what is available to everybody. Yeah. Gift is available to all. It's a function of grace and divine benevolence. But there's also reward. It's different from gift. Yeah. It's a consequence of sacrifice, commitment, and participation. Many people are okay with gifts. They don't know that there's a reward. <laughs> are you still with me today? Gift is what you, don't, what you don't work for, what you didn't do anything for. And that's, that's a function of grace. You know, we, we, I mean, we preach grace a lot these days, and it's good. But, you know, James was writing in James chapter 2 there. He said, show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith with my works. Yeah, because my faith positions me to participate and partake of what God has for everybody. But for people who will go the extra mile, there's also reward. Time will not permit me this morning. In the book of Gen Revelation, it talks about the crown, the rewards. Yeah, to him that overcome. I will give this and I will give that. Yeah, there's a crown for soul winning, for instance, in heaven. That's a reward. It doesn't preclude you from grace and all the gifts that God has. Many people, and part of the reason why our nation is the way it is, is that many people are always looking for gifts. They don't position for reward. Because reward comes out of labor. Are you still with me today? Yeah, reward comes from sacrifice. We are a rent-seeking generation of people. The current day Africans are rent-seeking. We find oil in the ground and we just want to carry it and share the money. Yeah, the psyche of the average leader in our nation is national cake psyche, gifts. When are we going to have leaders that will be focused on sacrifice that we put their name in gold forever, where we continue to honor them till kingdom come. Because they participated in nation building to the point that it has become undeniable that there is a sacrifice. Why is Nelson Mandela, the greatest African, as of today, sacrifice? Sacrifice. He forsook the idea of having a great family and it affected his family badly. If you have read his memoirs, you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. He forsook the idea of having great wealth or great riches because many believers only show up at breakthrough services. Everybody wants to break through. Yeah. And God is saying it's beyond breakthrough. You have to break forth. Yeah. In the direction of destiny. 
in line with your purpose. Because I have a purpose for creating you. Yeah. You need to find purpose. Live a life of impact. And that's why our church exists. That's why every believer must be a part of a living and thriving local church, a body of believers where they can experience God, find true freedom in the company of people in small groups, on projects, on different things. Discover purpose together. As you're being trained, you know, the, the problem with most people is that uh, they, they don't like to be held accountable. But what they don't understand is that God does not run an orphanage, he runs a family. An orphanage is a, is a creation of man due to human shenanigans. That's where we have orphanages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 and uh, and it's, it's, it's good, but that's not God's original intention. God's original intention is family. It's family. Isaiah 43, uh, uh, verse, verse, uh, verse 20. Can you give me verse 20 of Isaiah 43? I, I, love, I love that scripture. Quickly, put, put it up for me. Uh, uh, verse 21. No, 20 is okay. Let's, let's, let, let, let's stay at 20. It said, the beasts of the field will honor me, and the jackal and the ostrich, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. And verse 21 says, these people... I formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. That's God talking about you and I. Talking about you and I. So these people are formed for myself. They shall show forth my, they, they shall give me praise. They shall give me praise. They shall give me praise. Glory be to Jesus. I said glory be to Jesus. Uh, 1 Peter 2 verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who was once not a people, but are now the people of God. And who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Somebody say, I've obtained mercy. Say, I'm a child of God. And I'm going to take the next steps. So accountability is key to the fulfillment of my purpose and your purpose. God will hold each and every one of us accountable, but we have to put ourselves in spaces where God can reach us and take the next steps from believe and identify to belonging and growth. Because God is the one that plants people. He plants you and plants me. And it's important that we stay in the places of our planting and flourish there. Psalm 68 and verse number 6, it says, God puts the solitaries in families. He plants the solitaries in families. You are not here by accident if God has planted you at the Elevation Church. He planted you deliberately. And you must find your footing here. The supernatural manifests with ease when there's togetherness in the place of your planting where the, the, the power of God is unleashed, is released, you know, in, in, in those places. And we need to move from a placement mindset to a planting mindset. Because when you, when you are in a placement mindset, you feel that you are just marking attendance register. When you move to a planting mindset, like the disciples of Christ, we die there. 
There was nothing they didn't do to stop them from speaking or preaching in the name of Jesus. But they refuse. They refuse. They refuse. Because we live in a time and an age where most Christians cannot even stand to defend their faith in the face of unbelievers. Glory be to Jesus. I said glory be to Jesus. As I wrap up today, I know there are many reasons why some people find it difficult to belong. Some people say it's, it's about the imperfection of the church. Yeah. I can't, you know, I just can't stick church people. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Church people are wicked. As if they don't have wicked people in their own family. Yeah. Wicked people are everywhere, including the church. <laughs> church people are unreasonable. Unreasonable people are everywhere. But you know the truth? You cannot detest the body and love the head. Ephesians 5 and verse 23. Christ is the head of the church. <laughs> and the, our head is perfect, though his body is still being nourished and washed. <laughs> you cannot love me and hate my body. You really don't love me. That's what Jesus is saying to many people today. Don't just look at the body, look at the head. Some people talk about doctrine, doctrinal abuse, you know, from trusted church leaders and all that. At, at best, men will remain men. But we need to look beyond the imperfections of men. We can't judge God based on the imperfections of men. Are you still with me today? Yeah, that's why you need to look before you leap. And, and, and allow God to plant you on the place uh, where, it, it, you know, it will strengthen you, uh, where you, you feel safe. Some people talk about the shame and the guilt, you know, from besetting sins. But Jesus is saying, I've already paid for your sin. Come the way you are. Because it is in coming and becoming a functional part that you gain strength to outgrow your sin. The sin that wants to sink you. Because it tends to want to stop many people from full commitment. Oh, I'm still not okay. I don't think I'm righteous enough to be somebody that God will use. God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for available people. And then he will perfect them. Say amen to, to that somebody. Yeah. And then he will perfect them. That's what he's looking for. He will perfect them. He perfects the av available. Yeah. Then you make yourself available. Some people talk about the history of rejection. You know, I've been there. They didn't accept me. I've been, you have been accepted in the beloved. So you need to see yourself the way God sees you. Don't allow the rejection of the past to affect how you serve God today. And some people are afraid of disappointment. Oh, when I get into the workforce, I'm going to feel disappointed. When I do a project for a church, I'm going to feel disappointed. Or when, when I get on this mission, I'm going to feel disappointed. I don't want to do anything with Christians. I, I used to have a business partner who speaks in tongue, but is a devil. You can't judge God based on the shenanigan of one man. God is still raising people today. And he wants people to be able to do life together. Lastly this morning, Psalm 92. And I'll close on this. Psalm 92. I'll close on this. And verse number 12. Let's read it together. 
Can you put it on the screen? Let's read it together. Everyone online, everyone in in-person gathering. Let's read it together. Psalm 92 from verse 12, 13, 14, and 15. New King James Version. Quickly, let's read it together. It says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. This psalm of David summarizes everything that we have been saying. The righteous shall flourish like palm tree. Time will not permit me today to unpack that because it's loaded. Because the palm tree is a very, very peculiar one. Used for multifunctional plants. Yeah, that's what the palm tree is. Many things that you can get from it. He said it shall grow like cedar of Lebanon. Those who are planted, are you planted? That's the big question this morning. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, he said they shall flourish in the court of our God. When you start to flourish, sin will no longer have dominion over you. Fear will no longer be your portion. The peace of God will rule over your heart. That's what happens. So many things that time will not permit me to get into this morning. When you start to flourish, you activate latent talents and abilities. You know, it equips believers for kingdom purpose, enables wisdom to make the most pivotal relationships work, commands the blessing of God, builds strength for adversity and breakthrough. That's why I said it shall be like cedar of Lebanon. When hurricane comes, the cedar of Lebanon is still standing. Yeah, the cedar is strong. That's what happens when you remain planted. And don't run away from a life of accountability. Lift your two hands with me this morning, everyone. Everyone online. Can we stand? Everyone in in-person gathering, can you rise on your faith? Can you rise on your faith? Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. This morning, I want, uh, uh, in one minute, I just want us to make a commitment. A commitment to go beyond believing to belonging and to go beyond involvement to commitment. Glory be to Jesus. Lift your two hands with me, everyone. Take my life, Jesus, and let it be consecrated to thee. Take every moment. Take everything in me, with me, and for me. Let that be the prayer of your heart this morning. That on this journey to greatness, I will not give God my minimum. I will not give God my minimum. I will not give God just my minimum. And let it be Open your mouth this morning, everyone online, everyone in person gathering. And commit this morning to a life of impact. Kingdom impact. Life of grace, a life of great reward.
your two hands with me everyone say father in the name of jesus i commit myself on this journey to live a life of impact in your kingdom i will not stop at believing i will take steps to belonging i receive grace this morning to live a life that will be a blessing in your kingdom I shall be counted for greatness in your kingdom in the name of Jesus say my life will fulfill the purpose for which Jesus died in the name of Jesus say my life will not be about riches only it will not be about fame it will not be uh, about any other thing but about being a blessing to you my father fulfilling your purpose and spreading greatness all the days of my life thank you father for your grace and so father in the name of Jesus I pray for everyone online everyone right here present you know the purpose for which you created us Lord on this journey to greatness we ask that you unleash the power in your church in our direction that our lives will no longer be ordinary that we will not be sucked in into apathy and discouragement we will fight a good fight of faith and we will lay hold on eternal life father we thank you today because through you our children shall be taught of the lord and great shall be their peace in the name of jesus we thank you because you will cause us to disciple right from home to our offices to everywhere you said we should make disciple of all nations lord today as your sons and daughters we pledge to make our life count for your kingdom the kingdom functionality will yet become our priority again and again and again, we thank you for our nation, Nigeria, because you use each and every one of us to play our part for the healing of this nation. We thank you, everlasting Father. We give you all the glory and all the praise in the precious name of Jesus. Sitting down to the prayer, can I ask that everyone should please take your seat. If you're an in-person garden, just take your seat. Everyone online, I want to say this one last prayer. And that's for anyone who is here today and who is saying, PG, I'm not at peace with God. I feel that something, there's a gap in my relationship with God. I can't really say that I'm still a child of God. I can't really say that God is at peace with me and I'm at peace with God. Or maybe you've never said a prayer before to accept Jesus into your life. Maybe you said a prayer for you backslid into sin. Whatever category you belong today, I want to give you a chance and an opportunity to reconsider that relationship and make a fresh start, a fresh decision. So if you are here this morning saying, Pastor, I need to give my life to Jesus, or I need to rededicate my life to Jesus, I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for you today. Whether you are online or you are present right here, I want to pray for you. Can I ask that you lift your right hand above your head? I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to start a new relationship with God. 
Thank you. Thank you. Everyone lifting your hand. Thank you. You're lifting it to Jesus and not to any man. And if your hand is up, can you stand on your feet right there? Just stand where you are. Stand where you are. Remain standing where you are. Just stand. 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 If you are right there uh, online, please go to any of, any of those platforms and let us know I'm making a decision uh, to follow Jesus. Uh, somebody should say, uh, if you are rededicating your life to Jesus, let us know. I'm rededicating my life to Jesus. I'm accepting Christ into my life. Please let us know. Our ministers are there. Our hosts are there. And they want to also minister to you, send you a link uh, with which we can connect with you. So let us know the decision you are making this morning. Everyone here present. If you are standing, I want to say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today to receive you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Say, I acknowledge your death on the cross of Calvary, your burial, and your resurrection has been done on my behalf. Thank you for paying the price for my salvation. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my personal Savior, I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. I ask that you fill my heart with your spirit and help me to live the remaining days of my life honoring you, loving you, and serving you. I declare today that I'm now a child of God from this moment forward in Jesus' precious